0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus.
1: Hey, New Vision family, my name is Barton Henley. I'm one of the children's pastors. I'm excited to be with you today as we continue our book study of Mark um, on our podcast. Today we'll be in Mark chapter 15, and I will be reading out of the NIV version of the Bible. Let's um, look back before we study these uh, few verses we're going to get into today. What we've seen in the last chapter of Mark, chapter 14, we saw that Jesus goes before the Sanhedrin and he's sentenced to death on the charge of blasphemy. Right after this, Peter has just disowned Jesus three times, and prophecy has gone before and said this would happen. Peter breaks down and he weeps because of what he's done. And then today, as we read in Mark chapter 15, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 5 together. Jesus goes before Pilate, um, so I'll read for us now. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, Are not you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of? But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. See, Jesus is handed over to Pilate here, and it's almost as if Pilate controls Jesus's fate, which you know he does to a certain point physically, here in the temporal world. You know, as we know on the other side, Jesus is fully God and He is sovereign over all. But I would argue that this section of Scripture should be the opposite of what it's called. This narrative uh, is entitled "Jesus Before Pilate," but I would argue that it should be entitled "Pilate Before Jesus" because the irony here is that Jesus is the omnipotent all-knowing judge of all humanity. And while Pilate, you know, the one who thinks he has unlimited power over Jesus' fate, is the one who would ultimately be tried for his sins against the Holy God, just as we all will. You know, Pilate asks Jesus if he is the King of the Jews. And, you know, in my opinion, I think that Pilate is one of the most fascinating characters in the Bible that we see. You know, Pilate was under this social microscope if you will he almost wants jesus to condemn himself because he doesn't have to and we see this later on as uh, Pilate washes his hands of the situation see when jesus is brought before him he is wanting jesus to speak i think he's wanting jesus to speak because he doesn't want to have to condemn him to death and jesus doesn't speak see when I'm the type of person when I feel wrongly accused of something, I'm incredible at going and creating a case for myself and how I can be completely innocent. But we see that Jesus is completely different than the way we think. He, he thinks and he feels differently than we do. See, Jesus stands before Pilate, accused of many things, and he is completely silent. Jesus, even though he knew no sin, was content to endure the impacts of the sin that he had not even partaken in. See, the biggest thing that I can draw from this scripture is the difference between the two Adams. See, the first Adam that we learn about in Genesis was completely guilty, and he tried his hardest to make excuses for the sin that he had done, but the second Adam we see, Jesus Christ, our Savior, is completely sin sinless, and he stands innocent, yet he doesn't murmur even a word. See, this was prophecy back goes back to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. It says this, He was oppressed, talking about Jesus. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears, it's silent. So he did not open his mouth. See, our Savior Jesus was led like a lamb to slaughter on our behalf for our sake. See, our bent as people who know this and we have this these facts on the other side our bent should be to worship jesus as our king he's lowly and he's meek and he's worthy of our worship and today i hope that this word encourages you as it did me as i was reading it today and it convicted me of how jesus is so completely innocent and so sinless yet he didn't even speak and how many times do we do i get it wrong that? When I am accused of wrong or somebody states a case against me, how quick I am to act on that and try to defend myself when the Savior of the world would be nailed to the trees that he created. Let's pray to him now. I'm going to pray to God, and I'm going to thank him for his word. I'm going to thank him that he made a way for us to be rescued, and I'm going to thank him and ask him to to remind our hearts and our minds of the sacrifice that he made for us. So let's go ahead and pray now. God, I thank you so much for this scripture in Mark that is such a good reminder of who you are and what you did, Lord. And we thank you so much for your word that is alive and active and it penetrates our hearts and minds to hopefully end up with the goal of following you and being more like you, Lord. We uh, we thank you so much um, that you made a way for us to be rescued. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And thank you for the sacrifice that he made. And Lord, our prayer and my prayer today, as we listen to this podcast, as we take a second to focus on your word, that our hearts and minds will be renewed. And we focus on the sacrifice that you made for us because you love us and you wanted to make a way for us to have a relationship with you. And Lord, it's only through your son, Jesus, that we can have that. We know that.